Yeah, so that was our scene with the poll this morning, and I've watched that video over and over and over and over, mostly so that I could watch it and like not get teary-eyed when I watch it. I sent it to a few team members. I'm like, hey, check it out, and both of them text me back simultaneously. I'm bawling. <laughs> so it's just incredible, and I couldn't help but think of the scriptures. I'm looking at all the pictures that are coming in this morning. If one can put a thousand to fight, then two can put 10,000 to fight. We had over 150 between staff, between um, students, faculty, parents. That's who was present this morning, praying for our communities, praying for our schools, praying for families. And I just think it makes such a huge difference And the God's word cannot return void. So when it says it puts that many to fight and two puts 10,000 to fight, then I don't even know. I can't do that quick math to know what 150 would put to fight. But it's a huge number, and I think that prayer is kind of the lost art. Like that, if we had a title, that's probably what I would title it: is the lost art of prayer. Oh, thanks! I was like, man, it's so gloomy in here. We're gonna pray in the dark all service long. Um, but the lost art of prayer, because I do think it's something that sometimes is just bypassed, something that is just looked over, something that we forget to teach in our homes, something that we forget to maintain in our home, or something that we're just genuinely afraid of because we don't know how to pray. And maybe we were raised that if you don't use the right words, God does actually not listen to you. And if you're not acting right, he also does not listen to you then either. And if, and we have all these ifs, and so prayer is this scary, scary, scary place that we don't want to go to. But how cool, and we're standing out here around a flagpole with little guys, and they're just happy to have donuts. And then they prayed, short and sweet and to the point, thank you for our families and our schools, amen. And I feel like it was very effective. And sometimes we, we lose the simplicity of it. So I'm going to let Oren kind of kick off with what he has, and then we'll, we'll tag team. Pretty sure you just kicked it off. But anyways, it, we were just going back and forth, like, where do we even start? Well, prayer. Start with prayer, okay? And I'm going to go in depth on that. It's not just prayer. Just, you know, we, we were praying together. Just, God, what do you want? What do you want us to say tonight to just to share with you guys? Because it's, I don't know, I don't want it to come across as, it might seem shallow, but I, I don't think it's going to be shallow because it, I'm probably thinking too much about it. But we just basically, got quiet, started praying, 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 and praying with the words that we know and praying in the Holy Spirit, and, and well, here we are now, we're just going back and forth on what, on what prayer is and just the importance of it, and the, the first scripture that came to my mind in, it's John 14, 14, and uh, it says, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it, and that's a, that's not a, okay, I'm just going to ask in Jesus' name and it's going to happen. No, that's not what that means. It just, it, there's a lot more that goes into it. We, we need a, a, a relationship. and it, it, not a, It's not like your prayer life shouldn't be a vacation home with Jesus. It should be, you visit it every day, and not just every day, but every hour. And I, I don't want anybody to think that your prayers have to be a 15-minute, a 20-minute, never-ending prayer. I've said two-second prayers before that have saved my life. And it, 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 it's a small thing to think about, but I, I've prayed it. But that comes from a, a very in-depth prayer life too, not just a two-second prayer is going to save your life every time. That's, um, I mean, it's been, I'll just give you a quick example. I, uh, 
just I, I do a lot of trucking and traveling so you're on the road with a bunch of different people and you can't control everybody in their car and I remember this one very distinct instance and this comes from a very I was very in-depth in prayer at this time and I, I ended up a lot better in this situation than what I had anticipated my first mistake was not listening while praying earlier that day I, I probably shouldn't have taken this trip that I went on and no well, whatever I'm, I'm just just tired I don't don't need to worry about it you know I'm good I can do it later on down the road did I know that saying a simple two-second prayer God I need your help saved my life and walked away with out of scratch and here we are and I don't want to go into the rest of the story because there was a lot more that happened in that but I that was the last thing I remembered in that accident was Lord I need your help and boom prayers answered and there's only one person that can attest to that miracle and anyways we're not going to go into that but I'm, I'm here to tell you prayer is prayer is key prayer is key to everything that we do in life and do you want to add on to any of that yeah just the simplicity of it when we teach in classrooms and my rule of thumb is if you cannot explain it to a five-year-old you don't understand it yourself and so when you think about the vastness of prayer and what it what it really represents and what it is do we could you explain that to a little guy could can we explain to a little guy what prayer really is and if we can't then it's not a weakness but just god I need the understanding of prayer myself. How do I approach you? So we teach, and we're going to teach you tonight, what is prayer? Like if you were to come up with a definition, what is prayer? You can write it down on what you think prayer is. When we teach the little guys, we have them, well, they don't, they don't write. We don't read yet normally. Um, but they repeat after us. But what is prayer? It's just talking to God. Simply talking to God. And if you were to grab that and go, it's, it's just talking to God. It's just talking to God. It's just talking to God. Because we can make prayer about things. We can make prayer about answers. We can make prayer about direction. We can make prayer about so many. I mean, think about the prayers you've maybe prayed today. Think about the prayers that you prayed yesterday, this week. What have they all kind of been morphed around? Because the goal is just simply to talk to God. Because if not, if we, if we remove that aspect and prayer is about receiving and prayer is about things and prayer is about answers and prayer is about all of, all of this other stuff and we remove it's the simplicity of just talking to God, when I talk to somebody, I expect them to answer me. <laughs> when, I, when I say something to somebody, when I ask somebody a question, I expect there to be an answer. And so if I remove the talking to God aspect, then I'm just really here to talk, Right? So our prayers have to be pointed somewhere. So are we just talking or are they pointed somewhere? Because if they're not, then here's what happens. Is, and, and I need you to, this next line is going to be very confusing and it's going to question all of your theology, but it'll be fine. We'll have a new theology by the time we leave. If not, then what prayer will do is that prayer will actually be a means that we bypass relationship with God to get to an answer. And I'll say that again. If we forget and to point our prayers to who we're actually talking to, then prayer will become the thing that enables us to bypass the relationship with God to try to get an answer. 
Well, then, in turn, what actually ends up happening is that we hinder our relationship with God, and we wound our relationship with God, because I, I, I'm not going to get to the answer that God has for me without his character, without knowing who he is, without knowing what the word says about my situation, without knowing what he has to say about my situation. And if I'm just so focused on getting an answer, hearing what he needs, getting a result, then the focus and the pointer of my prayer is actually that thing. It's not God at all. And that's why we teach talking to God. There's a specific target that we're aiming at, that my prayer is bringing, yes, cast my cares on him, bring everything to him. But when you start out the Lord's prayer, it says, our Father, who art in heaven. Our Father, who art in heaven. And sometimes we flippantly say that, but what it's really saying is, can we approach him like our Father? Can we approach him like our dad? We have, that's a relationship. And that goes clear back to the garden that God wants relationship with us. He didn't design us to live outside of a relationship with him. And so as we would do in class, I need everybody to repeat after me and say prayer is talking to God. And God wants to talk to me. Do you guys believe that? Do you really believe it? Do you go to prayer and go, I know God wants to talk to me today. Or do we go to prayer with, I don't know if he wants to hear my voice again today. (laughs) Because that's a lot of times what we do. And so we remove the simplicity and we remove the target of who we're actually even praying to. And the target becomes the healing. The target becomes the outcome. The target becomes the answer. The target becomes the breakthrough. And those are all results of knowing him. Those are all results of living and walking in a relationship with him. Not the point of our prayer. Does that make sense? So it's really, really important that we know that prayer is simply talking to God, and God wants to talk to us. So I'm going to pass it back off to Oren, and then I'll keep going. Back to just what she said, God wants to to help us, and I I remember very distinctively, and I I wish I could remember where in the Bible it says it, but my my grandma had a, just a, I don't know, it was like a little flip verse thing that every day you flipped it over and got a new Bible verse. Well, I was probably... I don't even know, like six, seven years old. I could probably barely read at this point. And I remembered reading it, and I don't remember the circumstances around what it was, but it said, uh, call on me and I will, just ask for me for help and I will help you. And I can, it's funny that just what you said brought back that memory of, to this day, that, that Jesus, Lord, help me. I think I pray that in my every prayer that I pray. It seems like just because, I don't know, it it did something, and I I really wish I could remember what it was, and it's really going to bother me that I can't remember, but it was very effective as a six-year-old little boy that, that, and I, nobody else said anything to me, but it just registered with me, and to this day, I still carry that with me, and it just, just, it's a very, when, when everything can be going south, and it can go south in a hurry, and a lot of times, that's the first things out of my mouth, and that may be the only things out of my mouth, like I was saying earlier. Is just, but that's that's the confidence I have in my Jesus. That's the confidence I have in my God. That if that's all you can get out, and your heart's pure about it, and Jesus knows, Jesus knows if you stub your toe and not that big a deal. Lord help me. Like, yeah, you might need some help, but like I'm talking about like life-altering situations and the heavenly angels and our Lord is working on your behalf to save your life. 
no matter what it is. So I, I don't know, I might just be rambling, but I really just want to drive home the fact of how simple it is and back to the simple obedience that just our, our God is right there whenever, and we think he's so far away. And I'm not saying that that's, like I said earlier, a two-second prayer is what you need. There's been times that we've, I mean, we've been on our knees bawling our eyes out, praying, fighting on the behalf of someone, something, and there's times that that needs to be done. And there's times that you don't want to do it. There's been times that I've not, I don't get mad at God, but I, last thing I want to do is go pray. Okay? And there's been a lot of situations I've, but my wife can attest to it because sometimes she'll tell me, well, we just need to go pray about that. <laughs> I'm going outside. I, I say, walk and pray, walk and pray. May the force be with you. <laughs> every time, no matter, I don't want anybody to think that we have a bad marriage. We have a really great marriage. I'm just going to put that out there right now. But it, the, the real aspect of that is not even three steps out the door. And I, like, I'm not saying that I just leave. Like That's one of our big rules if we ever do get in a discussion that we don't like what each other is saying. We never leave. But walking outside it hits me about the time I get outside the door. That humbling, you really need to talk to me, Orrin, <laughs> whether you like it or not. And I kid you not, it just praying for 10, 15 minutes, could be praying about nothing, just praying in the Spirit. I walk back in the house and I really don't even remember what we were fighting about. But that, that's, and I'm, and I'm very grateful for that not just to get rid of the fight, but to just, it registers with me that was it really worth fighting about? You spent enough time with me, if you'd have spent that much time with me before you started talking, you wouldn't have never had a problem, would you? So I, that's my biggest thing too, is how much could be avoided in our lives if we took the five minutes, ten minutes to pray. And we live in a fast-paced lifestyle. I mean, the last thing I want to do at 2 o'clock in the morning when I get in the, go on the truck is sit down and read my Bible and pray. I got places to go, things to do, and I want to get home before dark. But it's been my vow to pray because even that 5-10 minute prayer, spending time with God in the morning, opens the door to blessing and, and I, I just can't explain how much blessing. We'll never know how much blessing and how much safety is involved with just praying over our day. But there's, if you think about it, when you have a good day, if you prayed that morning and you had a really good day, how much could have gone wrong if you sat and thought about it? And I, I fall victim to that a lot because I don't always get prayer time in the morning or get up early enough to do that. And let's just say it takes a lot of strength inside me not to lose it on those days. But on the days we pray... And especially on the days that we pray together. Your, your prayers are powerful by yourself. But if you have a, a spouse, your wife, your husband, your, your prayers together will overcome anything. It says one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. I think it can be more than that. But I'm just going with what the Bible says. Don't take my word for it. <laughs> but I, I just I want to drive that home that... that 
we can we can break through stuff praying by ourselves, but her and I get together, get on our knees, get to praying, and opportunity after opportunity after blessing after blessing, and and sometimes we pray for hours, and we don't see anything happen. But my horses don't get sick, my house don't get broken into, my vehicles are running well. Small issues, but them are fixable. <laughs> but I, I, and it's it's serious. There's blessing that comes with your prayer life. And and anyways, I'm just rambling at this point. But anyway, part of the relationship factor in it is that truly knowing who God is. So when we say it's talking to God and knowing who it is, when I say that I talk to Oren to build a relationship with Oren. We're going to face things that I don't know. I may not know what Oren's going to, like, I, I don't know what decision we're going to make. I don't know where we're going to go. I don't know what we're going to do with this opportunity. I don't know what we're going to do with whatever it is that we might be facing. I don't know how we're going to get through whatever hard circumstance that we may be walking up against. I don't know what we're going to do. When we've had seasons of like, I don't know where our finances went. Like, they're just gone, and they're not coming back. There's been those seasons. When we've had those seasons where we've walked through loss, where we've walked through difficulty of going, you know, the why seasons of, God, why, why did this happen? Why are we facing this? We've had the seasons of, I just don't know why you don't see things my way. We, we've had those seasons. There's been so many. And so you can put you into this and go, what seasons do I have that, that seem to be these things? But when I know Oren and I know Oren's character, I know how Oren's going to respond in those seasons because I know him. I know that when we say we're going to go to prayer, we're genuinely seeking the voice of God, not trying to find out who's going to be right. And so those are, I know his character. So what I'm trying to say there is the same is true with the voice of God is that whatever answer we're seeking, and I would encourage you guys to write those down. What am I seeking right now? Everybody's seeking something or like you have no reason to pray or like at least be like write down I need to know God better something but what answers are you seeking what things are you praising for what breakthroughs are you seeking for what outcomes what healings what what are you seeking right now write those down but then instead of just God I want this answer what if we said God what do you want to reveal to me about you through this what do I need to know about you before I ever get there. Because if we always just went breakthrough to breakthrough to breakthrough to healing to breakthrough to answer to overcoming to, we never learned anything about our God. And the danger of the Israelites when they were in the wilderness is that God provided the water. He provided the manna. He provided the fire by day or the fire by night and the cloud by day. He, he provided and provided and provided. But the idea was to know him. That was the heart, is they, God wanted them to know that no matter what, no matter what you're facing, no matter how hot it is and how thirsty you are, no matter how hungry you are, no matter what obstacle that you are going to come up against, I have a way through, I have an answer for you, I have provision for you, no matter what, and sometimes we forget that because we make prayer too complicated. So whatever it is that you're facing right now, those things that you wrote down, God already has an answer for it. But he wanted them to know him, as their provider. They wanted them to know him as the one that was going to break through on their behalf. He wanted to do it with them. But how often do we don't necessarily care about the relationship with God as long as God's taken us to that breakthrough? Well, then it comes to a point where the, they're invited. God invites all the Israelites up. He's like, I want all of you to come up. I want you to know me. There was no relationship with God. 
they didn't know his character. They didn't know who he was. So they actually said, no, we don't, we don't actually want to go up there. Moses, you go up there. You tell us what he has to say, and you come back and tell us. So an entire nation got a personal invitation from God himself to come know his voice, to be in his presence, to know him personally. And they said, nah, you go. Why? Because they had they didn't, they didn't have a revelation of who God was. They had no relationship with him. They had no desire to know him. Moses, you just go as long as he keeps doing what he's doing and taking care of us. We're, we're pretty good with that relationship. So a hard question I would pose is which relationship do we have with God? The one that's going to climb the mountain? I hike. Climbing mountains is not like an easy thing to do. So are we going to climb the mountain to know our God? Is that the relationship we have with him? Or is the relationship we have with him as long as someone else is going for me and God's just doing what I need him to do, then I'm good. So I would ask you to kind of search your heart. Search where you're at. Am I willing to climb the mountain for my own relationship with God? Or am I okay with someone else telling me what God has to say? Because I don't want to climb the mountain. Because taking time every day is climbing a mountain. When I don't feel like praying, that's climbing a mountain. When circumstances in the bad level of things really outweigh the good, it's really hard to pray. When I'm not seeing the breakthrough, it's really hard to pray. When I'm not seeing the answer, it's really hard to pray. When I don't know what to pray, I don't even know if God likes me at this point, it's really hard to pray. So what does our relationship look like then? Do we just want someone to go if I, if, I, if I said, Jess, I could just go find out what God wants to tell you if you need that answer. So everybody be Jess. Because I can't go around and say all of your names individually. We don't have time for that. But if, if, if that was the offer, if someone put that offer on the table and said, hey, I'll just, I'll just run and do that for you. Document your immediate response. Thank the Lord. This is an answer to prayer. <laughs> like, yes, go, go, run forest. That is what, the, is that your response? Like, think about it. And I know, because there's been times that I'm like, yes, God, send me a runner. Send me a Moses to climb that mountain for me. Like, those are, <laughs> that can be our prayer. But that can be our natural response to go, no, I, I want somebody to go for me. But then we miss the entire purpose that prayer is even a thing. Because the purpose that prayer is a thing is that we can know our God. So that no matter what circumstance, I promise, I've been through so many different circumstances. They've all been different. None of them have been the same. But the one remaining factor is that I know the character of my God. So regardless of what I'm facing, I can confidently go, hmm, it's not the character of my God. I know the character of my God. When I hear something in prayer, when, I, when I'm trying to make a decision, hmm, that's not God, that's God because I know it. I know the voice of God. I know the word of God. I have a relationship with him to know his character and what to decide, how to decide. And that's something that we very much so, like that is vital in our lives, guys. We do not make a decision. And I know that sounds crazy. We do not make a decision outside of prayer. I choose which granola bar I want in the morning. Normally choose which pair of shoes I want to wear. Like sometimes I got to pray out that decision because it's rough. But... <laughs> the basics, choose for yourselves. Don't make everything all super religious. But every decision we pray out together, 
Why? Because I could think one thing. He could think one thing. And this is a lot of things that we, that we hear, whether it's marriage, whether it's friendships, whether it's just decisions, whether it's, I think one thing, my parents think something different, and they think something different, and the next person I talk to, they think something different, and we can't, I don't know what to do. Anybody ever said that? Okay, God's a God of unity. God's a God of order. And so if I'm seeking the voice of God, first of all, I got I to gotta steward what he's telling me. But then when we're seeking the voice of God, this is the difference. Every time that you truly go to prayer, you're setting your flesh aside so it hurts. Every time you truly go to prayer, it should smell like burning flesh. Like we should feel the burn a little bit. Why? Because I'm setting my, my desires, my will, I'm setting all those things aside and going, God, what do you want in this? Because it's easy to go to prayer and go, God, I was thinking today. <laughs> okay, you giggle because you're like, oh, I do that all the time, actually. I wonder what God's thinking. <laughs> I know, we don't know what he's thinking. But we go to God in prayer and go, God, I was thinking. This was my thought with what we should do with this situation or this situation or this situation. And we say, we just want to know your will. What we mean is, if you could just make that happen, I'd be thrilled. And that's what we're praying. But instead of going, no, I'm setting me aside. What my thoughts are, what I think it, like all of those, I'm going to set Shelby aside and I want to know the voice of God. I want to know what God says about this. When we come to prayer on a decision together, neither of us are coming to prayer to get our way. And sometimes we do that. Sometimes that's an easy thing to do, especially in marriages. Go, I'm going to go, I think I'm probably a little holier than he is. Like, I'm a pastor's kid. <laughs> of course, God's going to give me my way, right? It says, approach him like my father. My dad always let me do what I wanted. Like, <laughs> but no, and we can approach God that way and go, surely God's going to take my side on this one. Surely he's going to be there. But instead, God doesn't take sides. God always sides with righteousness. Always sides with righteousness. And so we have to come to a place in prayer, and it's a hard thing to do to go, I know what you think about this. I know what I think about this. We're going to pray until we hear God's voice, because here's the thing. God cannot be divided. So he's not going to tell Oren one thing and tell me another thing and say, go little buddies. Guys, watch this. That's not God. That's not who he is. Instead, he's going, no, I want to show you, I want to show you what my way is. I want to show you what my character is in this. And so then we can make a unified decision. Why? Because we decide to both surrender our flesh, go, I just want to know what God says about this circumstance, what God says about this situation. Does that make sense? And so in any circumstance that you're facing, so that's kind of the second part of this. The first part of this was, it's simply talking to God. The second part was, God wants a relationship with us. God wants to talk to us. He wants to tell us things. But sometimes it's not what we want to hear. And sometimes we, when we bypass that knowing God factor, then we end up upset at God because we didn't get what we wanted. And it didn't turn out the way that we thought it would. So then we're upset at God. But we bypass this character to get to the thing that we thought we wanted. And so then we're missing out on this whole aspect of prayer that could have been there. And so anything that you're facing, God already has an answer. He's already there. He's already has the provision. He already has the breakthrough, whatever it may be. It's already available. 
But there's, an, there's a part of him he wants you to know before he just hands that over because there's gonna be another circumstance. But he wants you to know that he remains the same regardless. And so whether you're making decisions, facing circumstances solo, whether you're doing it married, whatever it is, there's still an answer. But every time there's gotta be some burning flesh because it can't be God just blessing who Shelby is. It's Shelby blessing what God wants. On that too, just as you were talking, um, prayer is two parts. It's not just prayer, but but faith. Like you gotta pray, be willing to pray. But and just, I'm gonna use her and I as an example because that like, I don't know, we pray a lot, I guess, for each other and with each other, however it works. But the, uh, it's just for an example, we, we started praying about something that we didn't really agree on. Come to find out, it wasn't anywhere close to her idea. It wasn't anywhere close to my idea. But we, we know we heard from God because then we got the same answer. And then we stopped. Okay, God, you told us. But that wasn't our idea. I don't know if I want to do that. But that's what you said. And I know I've been there. I mean, I don't know if you've been there. I'm not going to ask anybody to raise your hand. But acting that, thank you for that. But acting out your faith in prayer, because without having the faith in what you've prayed, there's no result from it. And so it's a, that's the way I, it's a two-part, a two-part, and we could, we could be here for hours if we wanted to on all that, but that's, I just know that it's uncomfortable. That's another setting your burning flesh aside to do what, you, what you've prayed out and putting the action to your prayer to see it come to pass in your life. And I, I know we use each other and us a lot as an example. And nowhere near are we where we want to be or even close to completed in our prayer life. I mean, we're growing. Like Before we got up here, I learned a whole lot more about prayer than I ever thought I was going to, you know, but that, that's, you're pushed, you're stretched, and then acting out in faith and walking out the faith in the prayer, because that's how you, how you get to that relationship with God, is having faith in the prayer that you prayed and hearing from Him and walking it out. So then the next point, building off of that, I'm kind of like the point sayer because that's how I do life. Oren doesn't do bullet points on anything. Um, so he's just going to like give you the, the roundabout and I'm going to tell you what the point was of the roundabout. So this next point of his roundabout that we just went on was to speak out loud. And I'm going to pull two quotes from this weekend service uh, that my dad had. And he said that believing and speaking releases the supernatural. Okay, that was huge. Believing and speaking releases the supernatural, but it's two parts. The second thing that he said is he said, if your faith doesn't move your mouth, which is what he was just talking about, if your faith does not move your mouth, it will not move your mountains. Okay, a lot of times when we say, hey guys, let's pray. The first thing everybody does is, and then you have the holy whisper. The person next to you knows you're actually praying and not sleeping. It's important because did you know you can fall asleep wiggling your legs so people think you're awake? I've done it before. <laughs> so make sure to add the holy whisper if you don't know what to pray. But so the next part of this is to actually put action to our faith is to speak this out. What are you praying out loud? What is actually coming out of your mouth? Not in your head. 
Because you can be praying really hard and thinking about donuts 20 seconds later. Like, it's going to happen. So, Gaden, <laughs> yes. Um, so it's got to come out of your mouth. What are you praying out of your mouth? Is that a part of your life? And, and I, that's valid. I mean, that's a valid question for each of us to ask. Because naturally, we go, well, yeah, we pray over our food, and, and we pray before bed, and we, yeah, but what's your prayer life like? Those things that you wrote down? What actually comes out of your mouth about those things? Is it actually prayer? Or is it, I'm going to tell my wife I prayed, but I, was, I just prayed over lunch. When I was in my prayer time today, this is what I feel like I got. You didn't pray over the situation. You thought about the situation 27 times and have an argument to prove her wrong, but you didn't actually pray over the situation. And so what is actually coming out of our mouth over the things that you wrote? If it's finances, if it's breakthrough, if it's something with marriage, if it's a decision that you're making, if it's a circumstance you're facing, whatever it might be, what are you actually praying out loud? The second part of that is in order to say that it's faith, right? Does it line up with the word of God? So is what you're praying out loud, does it actually line up with the word of God? Because if not, here, here's an example. One of the things we do... We try to find a scripture for everything that we're facing, anything we're facing for, we try to find scripture and we pray what God's word says over that circumstance, over that situation. His words cannot return empty, right? My words definitely can. And so I want to pray what God's word says about situations in my life. I want to pray what God's word says about whatever it is that I'm facing. I don't want to just pray Shelby's words. And so one of the examples is that every day, I mean, we pray over each other. And so when I go to my, my prayer time with Oren, if I'm just relying on my words out loud, my words can look like anything, right? What if I'm mad at him that day? God, I, I just pray that um, on his way to work, you would speak to him. And um, that attitude thing that, that you would just... That could be my prayer over Oren, the words of Shelby that I don't want to return void. Okay, but... And I know it's funny, but really think about it. Is that the kind of stuff we pray over circumstances in our life? People in our life, finances in our life. Instead, I found out what God's word says about Oren, and it's not dependent on his attitude. It's not dependent on how I feel about him that time. It is not, it's not dependent on any of those things. Oren is very grateful for the word of God. <laughs> because instead, and I wrote it down and I forgot to bring it out here. It's sitting on my desk, which is a big bummer because I was going to read it to you. But the things that I pray over Oren is I go, God, I thank you that Oren is a man after your heart. I thank you that everything he set his hands to is blessed, that every place that his foot treads is blessed. I thank you that he has favor with God or favor with you and favor with men. I thank you that he is the head and not the tail, the first and not the last, above only and not beneath. I thank you, Father, that he has supernatural wisdom. I thank you, and I have this whole written out, and every one of them is a scripture. Every line that I pray over Oren is the scripture, and it is the word of God. Why? Because the word of God cannot return empty. And the more that I speak that out loud, as that's the image that it's going to put in your mind. So when I see Oren, I go, man, he's a result of the word of God. He is a child of God. He's not just whoever I believe that he is. And I see him completely different because I pray the word over him. And he does the same. We do the same if there's a financial thing. We have scriptures written out. We have a little book. And we have every circumstance. We have uh, finances 
uh, we have death, we have grief, we have loss, kind of all the same thing, but they're not. Um, we have uh, our marriage, we have kids, we have different people that we're, we're praying for. We have, so we have all these categories in this little book, healing, whatever it could be that we're going to face. We have scriptures written in there. So then when we're facing that circumstance, we get that book and those are the scriptures that we pray. We do not let something come out of our mouth that is contrary to the scriptures that are written there. And so we are not going to say, did you pray about that today? Yeah, I set my 30 seconds in silence. Did you set your 30 seconds in silence? That's good. And then we proceed to talk about how bad it is and proceed to talk about what the problem is and proceed to talk about what's not working and what's not going right. Instead, did you pray over that today? Did I pray over that today? A lot of times we'll pray together depending on what our schedules are that day. But we're going to pray the word of God over that situation. And then everything else that comes out of our mouth that's contrary to the word of God because I already spoke that out loud is convicting. So I already know what God says about my finances. I already know what God says about my marriage. I already know what he says about the circumstance. I don't, I don't have to wait for it to change. I know what God's word said about it. And I know my God and I know he's faithful. And so then we no longer have to have an argument or a discussion or a wine fest or whining, W-H, just need to <laughs> clarify that, <laughs> um, <laughs> over whatever we're facing. We don't have to have those. Because I know what God's word says. We've prayed God's word. I don't got to say anything different about it. Because anything I say different is just going to curse what already came out of my mouth. So it is vital to pray out loud. Because you're going to hear yourself. The word meditate, when it says to meditate on the word day and night, it actually means like an out loud repetition. That's what the word actually means in the Bible. And so when we're reading the word, when we're praying the word, it is actually out loud. Read the Bible out, out loud. When you have your prayer time, read it out loud to yourself. Because faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. And sometimes you can't hear it anywhere else but out of your own mouth. So pray and then read the word, read the word, read the word. And I'm going to read these scriptures out loud. I'm hearing it and it's built in my face simultaneously. So we can make ourselves have this, this faith that's built up. And then it's natural for us to speak those things out. Make sense? We tracking? All right. Since she's on the, the fact of faith right there, when you, when you pray and you, you know you've heard from the Lord, we all know that the answer to prayer, you can get the answer, but you seeing it come to pass may not come right that instant. Be steadfast in your faith that you know that your prayers are answered because 10 seconds after you get done praying and you know you have the answer from God, I can guarantee you someone or something is going to try to come and steal your prayer from you. But you that go back. Nope, I prayed it. I know it. I believe it. I confess it. I say it. I'm moving forward with it. No matter what it looks like. The road could be rocky, but we're going. No matter what. And that's, I don't know, she's pretty well covered just about everything. It, sorry, I have a lot of words, but and I'm saying them out loud. I'm practicing what we're preaching. It's important. Um, no, and that really does bring us to kind of like our clothes, but we want you guys to know that prayer is simple. That prayer is simple. We make it so hard. The cool thing about prayer is the simplicity of what it is. You can go to any depth that you want to go. Think about it for a minute. Any depth that you want to go, you have access to in prayer. When, when he says we pray for hours, that's not an intimidating thing. 
That's because, oh my gosh, when you get in the presence of God because you're just praising him for who he is and you're speaking the word over your circumstances and you're speaking the word, it's addicting. And I don't want to leave the presence of God. I want to know what he says. I pray every day. I walk into this office and go, God, I don't want to do children's ministry how Shelby wants to do children's ministry. I want to know what you have to say about it. I want it to look like you, not me. I want it to look like you, not what I've seen. I don't want it to look like anyone else. We have the creator of the universe living inside of us. What you can create in your workplaces, what you can create in your families, what you can create with finances, with, with side hustles, with whatever it is, is outstanding. You have the creator of the universe, but it just takes knowing him. So I just want to know him. But we've got to come to the place where we pray out loud. Not just in our head, but we pray these things out loud. We speak these things. Silence is yes to the devil. My mom's always said that, which means it agrees with the devil. So I could be thinking a wonderful, super holy prayer, and it never comes out of my mouth. But what is going to come out of my mouth is going to agree what the enemy has said about my circumstances and not what God has said about my circumstances. Remember that prayer, true prayer is the difference than, or the difference between agreeing with what God says about my circumstance and agreeing with what the enemy says about my circumstance. What I choose not to pray about, I forfeit. What I choose not to pray about, I forfeit. So when I, when I think, and then, and then this statement, when I choose not to pray, when I choose that I, I, I don't need prayer, saying I do not need the wisdom, the guidance, and the direction that God has for me today. I do not, I don't need that. I don't need his creativity in my life today. I don't need, so when we step away and we choose that I, I don't need that, that's what we're actually saying. I got this. But then what'll happen is the things that we create are just a product of us, not a product of God, which means nothing in my life that day brought glory to God at all. It brought glory to me, or worse, it brought glory to the enemy because he was glorified with my mouth. He was glorified in my mind. He was glorified in my actions. He was glorified in my attitude. All of those things, when we submit those areas of our life to God, what's going to be glorified is either God or self. And naturally, self will usually line up with the enemy because it operates in the flesh by itself. That's the natural nature that we'll operate in. But if I take some time and go, no, I'm going to have some burning flesh. And again, simple. My heart is that, I mean, you guys would take the next 30 days and go, I'm going to pray every single day out loud. I'm going to pray what the word says about whatever it is that I wrote down for the next 30 days, 10 days. Just try 10. For the next 10 days, I'm going to take what the Word of God says. I will not allow my mouth to contradict it. Prayer is simply talking to God. But I want to know who God is through this. I don't want to get that answer. I want God more than I want my answer. I want the relationship with Him more than I want that answer. And so I want to find out who He is, and I refuse to settle for anything less. And for the next 10 days, I'm going to pray what the Word of God says. I'm going to speak what the Word of God says over this situation. And so then we're speaking the word. Speak who he is in that word because every scripture will reveal who God is and a characteristic of him. So speak who he is because he is our father. He is in heaven, which means he's above anything that we're facing here. We're going to acknowledge his name, but then we're going to say, no God, your kingdom, your kingdom, your word, your word come, your will be done. This is the will of God in my circumstance. So when we flippantly just say, God's will, God, let your will be done. He goes, what is that for that situation? Do you, do you know what that is? 
So let's find out what the will of God is in that situation. And I'm going to pray the word of God. I'm going to pray the will of God in that circumstance. And I'm not going to let my mouth disagree. I'm not going to let my mouth speak contradictory. I'm going to speak what the word says over it. And you watch. It'll just become natural. You'll believe if I say the word finances. Half of us are like, yeah. Half of us are like, I don't got none of those. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a thing. I just got to shoot you straight. Okay? You speak the word of God and what he says over your finances. You find out who he is in your life. I promise you, you take that just a little bit of time. I promise you, your view will change. That person you need to forgive, you start praying what God's will is for them. Not yours. You'll see them different. Your marriage, you start speaking what God says over it, you'll see it different. Because it builds your faith. You expect it to come to pass. But then what happens is that we cannot truly encounter God and I cannot truly set my flesh aside and truly go, God, burn some flesh in this circumstance. Let me know you and it not transform us. And so usually before we ever going to see this breakthrough, this circumstance change, we're going to find an attribute of God that we didn't know existed before. We're going to know him deeper than we ever thought we could. But then it's also going to burn some flesh off of us because then we will become different because any of those circumstances that I can't know God greater and him not show me something different about myself, something that I need to maybe set aside, maybe a part of me that, that I didn't know was a problem until this moment. So now that takes place. And in the breakthrough, you're like, uh, that's cool. Could we go back to the middle before the breakthrough? <laughs> that's the section I liked. I liked knowing you better. I liked you revealing some things to me. That's the place that I want to be. And that's where we'll long to stay. And so then our circumstances, things that we're going to face, they're hard. And I don't discredit that. There's some impossible things that we can be facing. I don't discredit that. But I know you serve a God who's greater than whatever it is. I know you serve a God who has an answer for whatever you're facing. I know you serve a God that's not going to leave. I know you serve a God that is faithful, that he is good, that he already has an incredible outcome. But he wants to partner with us because prayer is what? Just simply put talking to God. And so let's just take some time to simply talk to God. He doesn't say you have to have the perfect words to talk to him. He doesn't say you have to be perfect to talk to him. He just wants to talk to you. And there's a personal invitation, but you will always allow someone else to go for you or you'll climb the mountain yourself. Yeah, I don't know what else to add, but yet I, Jesus and your God it longs for you to talk to him. And I, just like do it the next 10 days try it don't just try it do it but do it intentionally not as oh because they said we should pray for 10 days no do it be intentional and do it I guarantee you in 10 days you'll carry on to 20 days 30 days 40 days you'll look back to where we are now and you'll realize the the step in the in the where you're at now was not where you were then and don't stop there. Keep going. We're all going to keep going. So that's what we got. You guys stand with us. We'll pray to close. It's only right that we pray to close the church so we talk about prayer. But we encourage you, build one of those prayer journals. Write down, if there's whatever your circumstance is that you wrote down, find what the Word of God says about that and write it down. And then as you go, go. I mean, I've wrote things down of... 
Okay, what happens when I'm super, super angry? What happens when someone really hurts me? What happens? I write those scriptures down too. Psalms answers all of those for you. David had more emotions than anyone in this room. And he expresses them all openly. So you can grab hold of any of them and go, hey, I've been there. I, I got you. And so, but write those scriptures down and see what God has to say about every circumstance. But then what you'll do is you'll train yourself. So then immediately I feel angry. No, I'm gonna be angry and I'm not gonna sin. The sun is not gonna go down on my wrath. Immediately that's my response. What happens when I feel hurt? Offense is a choice. That's the immediate thing that comes to my mind. Being offended is a choice. What happens when, and you can put anything on there and write those down and pray them, pray them, pray them, pray them. If you're not facing anything, well, then you build a journal from scratch and pray those every single day until it is natural to a circumstance comes up and you go, I know the word of God. I'm going to pray over this situation. I know what God's will is in that situation because it's simply talking to God and he's given us an incredible blueprint to be able to follow. And pray. Father God, we just are so honored that we just get to be here tonight and spend time with you. And Lord, we just thank you for each one in the congregation. And Lord, if there's anywhere that they're struggling, I just pray that you'll encourage them and, and just speak to them and let them know that you're, you're not that, you're really not that far away. You're right here with us. You're willing to be there for us whenever we call. I thank you for, for just the, that fact that you're right there whenever, wherever. You're just there, no matter what. And it's very humbling to me to know that, Father God. And we just, we love you so very much. And if there's anybody that, uh, that, that doesn't know that Jesus is their Lord and Savior, we would absolutely want to pray with you tonight to... Uh, not let that chance slip by and so if there's anyone here that wants to do that Shelby and I would both love to pray with you guys so just wave at us glance at us make eye contact and we would pray with you Lord as we depart from here tonight I just pray that you'll keep us safe as we travel keep these people safe as they go home and for the rest of their week Father God that you're your love will shine on them. Your, your your protection will be upon them. Your guardian angels will go with them, in front of them, beside them, and behind them, everywhere that they go. That they will have a, a, a... If they had a good week so far, great. They'll have a better week at the end of it, Lord. And if they're having a bad week, we just pray that they're having a... Just their week ends very well. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Anything, we do have an altar team. They will pray the word of God, I promise. They will not pray their opinion. They will not pray what they feel, but they will pray the word of God. So if you do need prayer, you need agreement, come, our altar team. As you guys are building your journals, building those things, if there's places that you go, I don't know what God says about this. I need help with this. I mean, you can text Orin and I, message us on Facebook, whatever. Um, any of our staff crew that's up here, our altar team, message, reach out to people. That's what the body's for. And we'll help get you scriptures so that you can pray what God's will is over that. So otherwise, have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week. See you later.